you're listening to the Business of Branding podcast. If you are a creative female entrepreneur ready to connect with more of those heck yes clients, build an irresistible brand, and allow growing your business to feel easier than ever before, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Nikki Arnsman, a brand designer and strategist, a mama, and a little bit of a serial entrepreneur. On this podcast, I share all the strategies, tips, and lessons learned that have helped me build and scale an aligned business. My hope is that the content here will inspire you to go out and do the same for yourself. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Business of Branding podcast. I am here with an incredible woman and guest, Stephanie Obi. Um, she is an online course launch strategist who helps women create and sell profitable courses. Um, over the last six years, she has helped bring digital entrepreneurship to Nigeria, empowering women to take ownership over their own wealth. Her clients have used her framework to clarify their course ideas, launch irresistible courses, and build wealth. She's also the author of an Amazon best-selling book, Knowledge is the New Gold. And Stephanie is the founder of Train Quarters, which is a tech startup that makes it easy for course creators to host their courses and grow their email lists. So hello, Stephanie. Hi. I'm so happy you're here. I, um, Stephanie and I have not really talked much before this episode uh, very much at all, other than setting up this um this meeting to record this episode. So I'm super excited to um, get to know more about you and about what you're up to and um, and this amazingness that you're bringing to these women and empowering them to build their own wealth, which is something I feel like that's so needed um, no matter where you are in the world and just being able to give women the tools um, in order to even understand the like languaging around building wealth and, and about understanding how to manage their own money and, uh, and build something for themselves. So I'm glad you're here. Can you tell us a little bit more about you, about your background, where are you located right now and what are you up to? <laughs> All right, fantastic. Hello everyone. So like she said, my name is Stephanie and I help um, women to create and sell online courses. Now, interestingly, I stumbled into this. I live in Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria. It's a, it's a country in Africa. And I used to make accessories, fashion accessories. You know, okay. That's what I used to do. What yep. kind of accessories? <laughs> um, I think I have one here. Um, with, with fabric. We have a local African fabric called Ankara. Okay. So it's, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very common within people who live in West Africa. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we, we usually make clothes and stuff like that. So I decided oh. to start making um, hair bands with it, brooches, handbags, mm -hmm. you know, all sorts of things. And I, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I ran this business for some years. And then one day I woke up and I felt the urge to start um, showing other women how to start their own accessories businesses. I couldn't explain it. It just came on me. So I had built a successful accessories business. And then I started feeling the urge to help other women to do, to do what I had done. Mm -hmm. So I, I created my first workshop full of excitement. You know, when you say, oh my God, it's going to impact so many lives and you're so excited. Yeah. 
this thing is going to be a game changer. This thing is going to, it's going to be, oh, I'm already hearing their impact stories. Look, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I lost my first workshop and nobody showed up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that happens though. I think people think that like, you get this brilliant idea, you put together the thing, you go out and do it and it's going to be like packed house. And then like, no one or one person shows up and that's like the start for so many women <laughs> so i you know i remember having this um organizing that and nobody showed up and i was really down at first i was so down i, I was like ah, what i'm trying to do is you know it's great it's a great idea why didn't anybody show up and you know it started to spiral into this um you know, self-PC, oh, maybe nobody wants to learn from me. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. Maybe, you know, I started to think all these thoughts and it, it, it made me so sad. I was crying, 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 crying. Well, anyway, yeah. I picked myself up and I attended uh, um, an event. So just like what you're doing now, mm-hmm. somebody invited someone to come and speak about the entrepreneurship story. Mm-hmm. As I listened to the guest speaker, I was like, wait a minute. I haven't even started. This person has failed so many times. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and that encouraged me to try again. But this time, when I was trying again, I decided to go online, you know, and to start um, marketing my workshop online. And interestingly, mm-hmm. people started finding me online and started paying for my workshop. And then I also started getting people from who were not living in my city, you know, saying, oh, Stephanie, I don't live in your particular, that particular city, but I would like to attend your workshop. And that's what led me to create my first online course. Mm. You know? <laughs> so the first event that you did was in person and then yes. you shifted into the online space. So when you shifted into the online space and people found you, were most of them from your local area or was that, were they like all over? So since I was online, people were finding me from everywhere, from all over mm-hmm. the place. But only the ones that were in my city that could attend the, in, the in-person workshop, the ones who were not in my city were saying, oh, can you come to my city? Can you travel? Is there a time I'm going to go to this city? You know, so I couldn't travel to all those places. And that's what led me to create my first online course. Mm. And the first online course, it was successful. It kept on selling. It was amazing. I got to a point where the sales I was making from my online course was equal to what I was earning from my nine to five at the time, because I still had a nine to five by the side. Yeah. I got so excited. I quit my nine to five. I say, hey, I'm going to become an online entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 the worst happened. Like I thought that when I became, when I become an entrepreneur, I'll just be creating more online courses and they'll be selling and I'll be fine. Look, I couldn't replicate my success. It was like, I was like a one hit wonder. So I had the course was a one hit wonder. The one that you did that was successful. Okay. So in your mind, were you thinking, I'm just going to duplicate this in different ways and keep doing it? Were you, how were you finding people? How were people finding your course? What were you doing in order to, before we talk about the the thing that imploded, what, (laughs) what, um, how were people finding the original one? Were you doing paid advertising? Were you just like showing up in Facebook groups or like what, what was your plan of attack? A number of things. So the first one I used to just um, post, I was very active on Facebook. I had a Facebook page, a Facebook community, and I also used to do Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Another thing I used to do, I used to um, write to my email list weekly and my email list now had a life of its own because people would be forwarding my mails to different people and yeah. you know, 
referring me, recommending me. So that that kind of had a, um, it was a community and it had word of mouth. So they, they could, mm -hmm. promote, they used to promote my course for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. When, when then, was this? Like this what was, year? This was 2013. Okay, cool. Yes. Now, another thing about that time is um, before I launched my first um, online course, I had already built a brand. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people knew me, they knew now my Now you're brand. talking my language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they knew my brand, they knew, like, so even my customers who, who used to buy from me and were intrigued by what I was selling were like, ah, we have organized trainings on this thing. So, so because I had a brand, it was easier for that cost to sell, you know, and at the time I didn't realize that, you know, branding played a big part in what I was doing. I didn't realize it then. I just thought that, oh, this course I launched, it just said it, it was a success. I didn't know that part of the things that contributed to my success was the brand I had already built. The community I already had, and you know the ads that I used to run consistently. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's amazing. So I, you know, this is this is so interesting for me because I have my whole business is built on brand, and so many people want to know what's the like ROI, right? On branding. What's the like, what's going to happen if I don't have this, or if I do have this. And when I say this and branding, I mean, you know, yes, I mean the full scope of branding, which is, yeah, we have the visuals like logo and colors and fonts and all that, but we also have the messaging and the humanization of who you are and what your business is and how you connect you to your clients and understanding your ideal clients. Like all of that is what makes up a, an impactful brand. Right. And I always say that like the best, I have a, um, a lower ticket funnel that's, you know, $27 that people run through. But I always say I would have never had the success of that funnel, which is a six figure generating funnel. If I didn't have a brand, if people didn't, if the messaging didn't land, if I didn't understand who my clients were and how to create something specifically for them and that I, I know they need that they maybe don't even know that they need yet. Um, and, and yes, everything looking and being visually appealing, I, I truly, with every cell in my body, do not think it would be a six-figure producing funnel. And that's, to me, that's the ROI on branding, right? Is, is just like you said, I had this thing that I got an idea about, I created it, I took it online, and you already had trust built. You already had people who knew who you were. They understand, you know what it is? They knew what to expect from you. And they yeah. knew that whatever it was, it was going to be badass. So they were like, yes, sign me up. I'll do it. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah. yep. Okay. So you have this course, it's successful and, and all those things. And then what happened? You said, I'm going to duplicate this or I'm leaving my nine to five and <laughs> I'm yes, going all I'm going in. To teach, I'm going to teach other topics, you know. So I felt that um, the, there was so much I could share. There was so much I could I could help other people with, mm -hmm. and so I decided to <laughs> launch a second course. Mm -hmm. It didn't sell. I launched a third course. It didn't sell. A fourth course. It didn't sell. At this point, I was almost running crazy. But I was like, <laughs> I've done this thing before. I know it works. Right. <laughs> like, I replicate it. <laughs> you know, 
and so it, it, it was quite a frustrating time, you know, doing mm. this because I couldn't replicate this, this, um, the success of my course. And I, I was also in a point where I wanted to rebrand myself. I wanted to move away from just being somebody who teaches people how to make accessories to being somebody who just wants to build a business. Was you know, the first so I, course, sorry, was the first course how to make accessories? Was that course yes. specifically around that? Okay, so it was very yes. niche, that first yes. course. Yes, yes, it was very niche. You know, as so I was moving away to becoming somebody who teaches people how to build a business, how to market online, because I, that was one of, those are one of some of the things that really contributed to the success of my course. You know, even how to write engaging emails that would make people, you know, that, that would make people refer me to more people and we had, had this huge community around um, my email list. But even at that, I couldn't get anyone to pay for the course. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, oh God, I, I tried all sorts of things and it, it was just, you know, working. And so I took a step back and said, okay, what I'm doing is not working. I'm going to try something else. Mm -hmm. And this now, now from this point, I started to notice a number of different things. And this is what um, I now talk about now. So I started to do, I did a couple of things differently and then they gave me a different result. Now, this time, after this a series of things I did differently, which is, I launched my course again, a new brand new course. And this time I earned over $24,000. Now, this is from struggling, 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 <laughs> to taking a step back, <laughs> coming yeah. back again. And then I, you know, this time I had my first five figure launch and I want to, so this was like the beginning of a new phase of my business because then I said, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not, this thing that happened, I have to document everything that I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to make another mistake, you know? So I launched a different course using the same formula. And I also, it was, it was also a five-figure launch. And that's when I, you know, I took it up from there because I said, okay, I've, I've mastered this thing now. This is not a fluke. This thing works. I, I've seen the mistake that I made the last time. Yeah. And that's what I'll talk about now. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, every time that you say, I struggled, it didn't, it didn't work. I struggled. I didn't work. I struggled. It didn't work. I, I love that you're saying that and not like it failed. It failed. It failed because I'm sure every single time that you put something out there and it didn't, it didn't work or no one joined or not the amount of people joined, you took note and learned, okay, this didn't work. Let me try something new. And the other thing that sticks out to me there is, and I, I always say this, is that we have to be, you didn't get hung up on the offer. Like you created something new again and then created something new again. So in my mind, whether you knew it or not, you were more connected to the data and the numbers and the results than you were to the offer. And a lot mm. of times I find that people get so, and you can speak to this because I know today our, our like main topics that we want to talk about are, are 10xing sales with storytelling and putting together an irresistible offer that sells regardless of the price. And so many people get so attached to the offer and sometimes it just doesn't land. And for whatever reason, right, that you kind of figure out what, why, maybe it's the messaging, maybe it's, you know, the actual offer itself, the value, whatever it is. Um, but 
people get so attached to that. And then when it doesn't work, it's like the biggest letdown ever. And they go into that spiral, like you're talking about, like, I don't even have any other ideas. Like they can't even think of anything else that they could possibly do. Um, Cause the one greatest thing in the whole wide world didn't, didn't land the way that they thought it was going to land. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's interesting to me. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and I must say that it, it, it's actually quite tough mm-hmm. to, to shift. So if you're very fixated on offering, giving this offer and then that offer doesn't take off and you now have to do something else, you know, we women, we don't like change. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you might struggle. So you might struggle with it for a while. You know, I remember once that I, you know, I, when, when I decided to start doing what I'm doing now, I struggled with it for a while because I was like, oh no, this is not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But I had to, to, to ask myself, Stephanie, is this about you or is this about them? Who, do you, who, are you doing this, who are you in this business for? Is it to help other people or is it to help yourself? You're here to help other people. And if other people are telling you that this is what they want, right. then you have to give them what they want. Right. Yeah, it, that's such a good point. That is such a good point because... I think it's so easy, like you said, to get stuck in feeling like this isn't working and we make it about us and we make it about us, us not being able to figure it out, us not being able to come up with the next idea, us not being able to shift and change. But if we get into the space of service and create from that space of service, it almost always comes from listening and creating something out of need and out of reaction to what our audience is telling us versus us just having waking up with the next best idea. I think the greatest courses and the greatest offers and services come, don't come from inspiration. I think they come from listening and understanding who your client is and what they need. Yes. Yes. And in fact, this is, one of, this is one of the things I d- did when I was trying to relaunch my new offer. So I took a step back and I started interviewing people. Okay. Mm. What's going on? You know, I would listen to them talk about what they were going to. And I wasn't talking, I was, I was just asking questions. And I just, after a while, I started to see a thread. Like they were all worried about the same things. And they felt confident talking to me about it because they knew I could help. But that was not what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about, you know, email marketing or other forms of marketing. But mm-hmm. they were worried about how to even start. Can you imagine? <laughs> so the audience that I had attracted were, were looking up, to, looking at me and they loved what I was doing. They didn't even know how to start. Meanwhile, I was talking about, you know, deep level things, you know, you know, things I was really geeking out about. Yeah. And the more, <laughs> the more I listened to them and heard what it is that they were struggling with, I said, okay, since this is the struggle, let me create a solution targeted at this struggle, you know? And, you know, because that, that's the foundation. I was now, I, the, the game changer was that I created something that people actually wanted. Yeah. So when I launched, I didn't have to talk too much. I didn't have to convince and convince and convince. I didn't have to, yeah. they were just so excited. Hey, she has finally created a solution for us, you know? And that was one of the things that was a game changer for me. Yeah, I love that. And it does get easier to sell from that space. It does get easier when you don't have to convince people you're giving them exactly what they're asking for and what they need. And also like 
you then get to kind of build out your brand as being an expert in this area of expertise that people need. And then when they start to hear that, they're referring you, they're coming to you, they're sharing about you, um, which brings me back to what you were talking about earlier, um, which was about building the brand. Um, I think that probably ties in the storytelling aspect of things. So can you talk to us a little bit about um, how to expand your sales through storytelling? What is storytelling in your mind? What does, what does that mean for business building? All right. Fantastic. Great question. So like, you know, like I said earlier, when I was talking to them, they were telling me about what they wanted to learn. And what they, were, what they wanted to learn were things that I was already leaving out. Mm-hmm. You know? So as I started um, writing stories, it was easy because all I had to do was just to write about what I was doing, <laughs> what I was going through, you know? So it became so easy. And then people started to connect with me on an emotional level. So they were not just connecting with me based off, oh, she, she knows she has the expertise. That is a given, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I talk about how I traveled or I talk about how I was trying to eat something and then this happened to me or I talk about a TV show that I was watching and what something that made me laugh in the TV show, they started to feel like, oh, she's just like me. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's just like me. And if she can do it, I can do it. So the first thing is the stories inspired belief. And I was sharing these stories every week. I had it was a particular day every week with my with my audience. And then I just realized that they were <laughs> I just started to, to to have people who felt as if they knew me. And because they felt as if they knew me, mm-hmm. it was easy for them to make it bind. So they were no longer afraid. Like I would go out. You know, I'll go out sometimes and somebody would just call me, Stephanie, hi. <laughs> so what you're saying is you became a celebrity is what you're telling us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but more importantly, I think that um, through my stories, they just became friends with me. Yeah. Even though we had never met in person. Yeah. And when we actually met at an event or something, they just were comfortable around me. And now when somebody gets comfortable around you, you know, knows your story, laughs at your jokes and all of that, the, 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 the resistance to buy your products is very low because they don't feel as if they're being scammed. They don't feel as if somebody is trying to squeeze their hands. They don't feel as if, they don't, they're, not, they're not palpitating, oh my God, am I sure it's the right decision? They feel as if they're just trusting a friend. Right, right. Yes. Now, the second big thing about storytelling is that with stories, you can overcome objections. So there was the case where I was telling my own stories, but then I started telling my clients' stories too. So if somebody's telling me, oh, Stephanie, I'm not techie. I don't think I can do this thing because I'm not techie. I won't even tell you about, you know, I won't talk too much. All I would just do is just to bring you a story of somebody who has worked with me in the past, who was not techie, and who's and here's what she's now doing. So by the time I started you know, populating stories of different people, no matter the situation you're going through, or the, or the obstacle you, that making you feel as if you cannot achieve this goal, I had a, I had a story bank. Like I had stories right. of <laughs> You struggled with all different things, yeah. Exactly. So, so even if email, it wasn't, sorry, even if it wasn't your story, that they were relating to, you could literally go in your little Rolodex of someone who had an issue with this and share what they were going through and what they're experiencing now. And then that person could relate to that story and so on. 
exactly. Wow. <laughs> so when I started doing this, I just saw my sales like blow up. Like, and it, it, this would happen even if I did not do a big massive launch. Sometimes I did it. Sometimes I would do a small lazy launch. You know, just send out emails, and all I would be sharing would just be stories. You know, and the stories will inspire people to to decide to join the program. So that's how I came up with this belief that the stories that you you share year you know doing your launch or while you're selling your course they have the potential to really 10x your sales so it's okay if you in the beginning time you don't have a lot of stories that's okay that's okay start with your story <laughs> start with your story but as you work with clients you know get interested in their transformation like document their transformation see like if if for instance you're able to 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 um rebrand their websites for instance take a before of their websites and take an after of their website mm-hmm. so like that story and there will be pictures there'll be proof there'll be you know there'll be evidence to say hey look at how she went on this transformation she even said this to me you know you can use some 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 of their concerns she said oh she even said that this and this and this but i told her this and here's what happened so as people read those things as they read the story the stories convince them or encourages them to actually pay for your course Mm-hmm, totally. And so a question that I think comes up sometimes, even with my clients is like, how do I get testimonials or how do I get the stories and, and make sure that I'm, you know, telling it the way that they want it. So do you have any method like when someone goes through your course, or you want to, you know, use a testimonial, do you have a process to connecting with them after they've completed and they're having success? Do you just reach out to them via email, ask to like, if you can use, use them as a testimonial? or do you have any method to that? Yes, I do. Of course. <laughs> so um, when I, when I get a client, one of the things I do is that I follow them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I follow them on Instagram. And so as they are sharing their posts, I start liking their posts. I start engaging with their posts. Mm-hmm. And so they, they already see me in their feeds. I'm not just, you know, somebody that they just paid a course from now. And I'm following their story. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they get an, you know, a, 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 a result or a transformation I'm very excited about, they typically share it with me. So, so that they can send it to my DM out of excitement. Oh my God, definitely this just happened. Or they can send me an email or on a group coaching call, they can share it. Now, at okay. that at that moment, when they are excited, that time, I ask them for a testimonial. I ask them, okay. can you write me a testimonial? Can I share? If it's a screenshot, I say, can I share this screenshot, please? At that time, and of course, they're happy. They're excited. They say, yes, share, please do. <laughs> Go right. ahead. They're so excited. Yes. When, when, as, as, as I found that. That has been the best time to get it to get this testimonial, to get the story. If I wait till you know, like three months time, or when I'm free, or when I'm you know, when when I'm when I, there's space in my calendar. By that time, they may have moved on. You know, they may not even have. If I didn't see your mail, stuff like that. Other things are happening in their life. Mm-hmm. I find that the best time is when they actually get that. Uh, when uh-huh. they get that. Then they otherwise they like forget the feeling. Yes, yes. You know, later. So I love all of that. And uh, what I'd love to shift into a little bit is, is talking about how to put together a course that's going to sell, um, regardless of the price or what it is. Cause I think the, regardless of the price piece is a big trigger, I think for people, because I know that so many get hung up on, on pricing and on, um, what to position something as, um, and, and what it means. And, and I think there's also so many like blocks around money and, 
building wealth and what they're capable of doing and um, the kind of success that women are um, available for is different for everyone. And I know that, you know, I know that there's, there are ways to have a course and a program positioned um, in a way that it is going to sell more and in a way that it's going to make sense for the client. Um, for me, I know that like a big piece of that feels like the, the biggest piece for me in creating an irresistible offer or an incredible course um, is really understanding the need and being able to like fulfill that need, which is kind of what we were talking about before, just around giving them what they want, not what you think they need in the moment. Um, and so I'd love to know if you have anything on that around, you know, putting together an incredible program. Sure, sure. Audience. So um, it's one thing to put together an offer or something you feel like it's incredible, is, is ba and it's based on their needs. You're like, oh my God, I've, I've surveyed my audience. I spoke to them. I know that this is what they want. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to package that. It's another thing to be able to communicate that this thing is actually great. Mm -hmm. So many times, the reason why an offer can sell irrespective of the price is how you communicate it. Because it's how you communicate the value of that offer. Mm -hmm. So all through your marketing messages, you should be sharing what is the value? What is the transformation people are going to get? What is going to happen? What's the promise? What can you guarantee them that they're going to get after if they complete the program? So the first one is what, what is the value? So in a lot of ways, you must paint in pictures how their life is actually going to change. Like it, 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 there must be some way that you, you, you show them if it's, if, it's a, if it's tied to money, how much money that they have the potential to earn or how much money they have the potential to save or um, how their lifestyle can change in, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. You have to find a way to paint that picture so that when you paint that picture, then, and then you put it side by side with the price, people say, oh, this, this value is so much compared to the price. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really about communicating the value of that program. And if you don't, if you don't, if you, if you haven't seen the value yourself, it will be difficult to sell that course because you keep yeah. on saying, oh, maybe the reason people are not buying is because um, of the price. Let me reduce the price. And what's really happening is that you haven't yet seen the value. You haven't communicated the value of the course. When the value is clear and you can communicate it, it's like it's, it becomes a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. like, oh, no, okay. This is the value. Oh, my God. It's so valuable. I'm going to try it. Right. I, yeah, I love that because I think that for so many people, they um, talk about the things that are going to happen in the course. Like they talk about like, oh, we're going to do this and oh, we're going to do this. And then we're going to build your website and then we're going to do this. And people don't really care what they like. They don't need to know the journey. They need to know once they make the money or once they create the thing, or once they build the online presence or the, whatever it is, what do they get to experience on the back end of that? Like, because mm -hmm. you've got all this stuff in place now, what do you get to experience? How does your life actually change in real time? Because yes. that's the invaluable part, right? It's it, the invaluable part is like, I'll pay any whatever amount of money for me to be able to have more time with family, right? Or take yeah. vacations that I used to have to say no to, or, yeah. you know, whatever, renovate my home or, 
you know, whatever it is, um, be able to donate to certain causes that I couldn't before, um, Mm -hmm. things like that. I think that if there's like whatever price tags on being able to do that, it feels so much more digestible at that point because you can position yourself in feeling what it feels like to be able to do those things. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But there's struggle in communicating that. Like there's no doubt that people do struggle with how do I actually convey this? And, you know, I think about when I'm working with my clients on how do I, how do I get them to dig deeper? Like to really, really understand what their audience is wanting to experience. Cause a lot of times it's like, you want to make $10,000 months. Great. You make those $10,000 months. Right. And those $10,000 months can turn into $50,000 months to a hundred thousand, like whatever it is. Right. But with that, the feeling of not like the feeling of not still not experiencing life in the way that you want to experience life will still be there. No matter what amount of money you're making, if you're not actually letting the transformation happen and letting the life transform in the way that it can as you build wealth and as you are making more money. Mm -hmm. I forget what I was listening to the other day, but they were talking about like uh, how there's like six figure problems and then like (laughs) they don't go away. Actually, you then end up with like seven figure problems. And then once you reach there and you're moving on, like then you've got eight figure problems. Like they still exist at all levels, uh, you know, no matter what like your wealth is at. And sometimes I think that people, people think that like, that's going to change the more, like the, the bigger wealth that you build and the more, the more that you like are experiencing success. And so that's my point is like, sometimes I feel like it's hard for people to convey the value and really dig deeper. I'm thinking about this even right now, you know, I've had, I've totally been in the position of like something not selling before and feeling like, Oh, it's just the price. I'm going to lower it, but it's not. Mm -hmm. You could, (laughs) I guarantee you people could sell the same program at 497, 997 or 2997. Mm-hmm. And the only difference to there is, is how's their life going to change when, when they move through this curriculum? Yeah. You know, and is, and is the value. And so I think a lot of people place a lot of pressure on the price of a course. And it's really like, not that big of a deal. I think that. Yeah, because, that and, and I'll also tell you why it's not a big, not a big deal because no matter what price point you set, no matter what price point you set, there will always be a set of people who cannot afford it. And then there'll be a set of people who can afford it. No matter the price, I'm telling you, like I've, I've sold products all, all price range and they will, no matter how low it is, people still tell me, oh, Stephanie is too expensive. And yeah. so you, when you pick a price, just choose your battle. Just say, okay, this is what I want to go with. Like, and I'm fine. This is it. This is who, this is, the kind of people I want to serve, people who can afford to pay this. And these kind of people, they have these problems and they want this transformation. Let me just, let me just communicate the transformation to them. And if they want it bad enough, they'll pay for the course. And now the beautiful thing about the world is that, you know, there are just so many people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth though. There's so 
And so when you when you're you're here saying, oh my God, um, nobody's paying for my course at this price, there are so many people who will rush at it. And so you have to believe that you will attract the people who can afford it and who will also value the transformation to a point where they're like, yes, I'm ready to invest in myself. Now, and so will you have, will you find people who cannot afford it? Yes, you will. You always will. It is a part of business. It is a part of, it's, it's, it's normal. And so just getting over the guilt or getting over that feeling because they will always be there. Mm-hmm. There's a time when I said, okay, people were telling me they couldn't afford my course. I said, okay, let me, let me write a book. I wrote a book. <laughs> I wrote a book. <laughs> if I me they cannot afford the book, ah, problem. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about your book. Are you, you're selling now? Let's see it. When did okay. you, when did you release the book? Three years ago. The title of the book is Knowledge is the New Gold. I love it. Yeah. So um, I was basically sharing how people, you know, you know, creating awareness and letting people know that they can, they can package their knowledge, their expertise into an online course. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And how to go about it, basically. Yeah. So is this, you know, I know that it's a big mission for you to be, you know, sharing the teaching around specifically for women in Nigeria, too, who are able to build wealth um, and and that they're able to actually create success for themselves. What does that mean for you? And how has that like conspired in Nigeria and where you're at? All right. So when I started, um, in a lot of ways, I was a pioneer in my market. Mm-hmm. So people, when I said, when I used to say online courses, they didn't even understand what I was talking about. Like, you know, when right. you introduce yourself, <laughs> I sell online courses. What? How does that work? So in a lot of ways, I found myself you know, having this burden and wanting to help the people around me to even just let them know that they could monetize their knowledge because it wasn't something that was very popular. At the time when I started, people just used to do host workshops, like physical in-person workshops, write books, you know. But I was like, look, there's so much more, you know, there's so much more. There's now the internet and you can leverage on the internet to grow a a successful business. And so that's what I started to do. I started by helping... um, people around me but you know and that's one of the reasons why we wrote the book and but I think that I'm now in a different phase in my life so I have I have like the market is different now almost like a lot of people are monetizing the knowledge now it's now something massive you know people have people have taken up to it there's now such a um such a huge awareness and you know I'm very grateful for the work that I've done and, and that's, that's that's also why one of the reasons why I received a lot of awards in my market because of the because of the work that I, we did in mm-hmm. creating what opportunities for a lot of women but now you know I've done enough work in Nigeria and it's time for me to go global yeah it's amazing I'm so I'm so proud of you and I'm so inspired by your story um, and by everything that you've shared. So tell us um, where can our listeners find you um, on Instagram? We will also share links to um, all of your social outlets and your book and all of that in the show notes here. Um, What are you up to now? What is, what are the ways to work with you? What are you doing? What are your courses? What, what is, what does your work look like right now? So now we have evolved past the idea of helping people to 
just create their courses. We're now in a place where we help them to sell it consistently every month. So create your course, sell it consistently every month, get five, get, get to five figure months, get to six figure months. And that's how I feel like you can truly grow, build wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, so we now have to put with the, with the entire thing, creating the course, selling the course, setting up evergreen funnels to sell it all year round. So that's what we focus on now. So the, well, the easiest way to find me is on my website, stephanieobi.com okay. and on Instagram, I love Instagram, so I'm always on Instagram. Steph will be <laughs> my hand. <laughs> Steph will be, I love it. I'm on there yeah. right now. I see it. <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. So everyone here, um, you can find her on Instagram, Steph Obi, or on her website, stephanieobi.com. And um, she's funny and great <laughs> storyteller and just a vibrant being. I'm so inspired by you. I'm so happy that you are here. I feel like there's some amazing little golden nuggets that came out of this uh this episode here and i hope to have you on here again soon i know that my listeners are going to absolutely love your story um and everyone else we will see you on the next episode